Hello and welcome to Bat Books for Beginners. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast so far. Um, now we're going to do something a little bit different and I'm going to be reviewing a Batman trade paperback or story. My name is Nick and today I'm going to be looking at Batman Son of the Demon. This is a graphic novel written by Mr. Mike Barr who's worked on Batman Year 2. And he's also worked on Bride of the Demon, an upcoming book on BBFB. The art is provided by Jerry Bingham, and the book was published in 1987. This book is part of a trilogy. We've already had Birth of the Demon, and as I said earlier, we're yet to have Bride of the Demon, which is coming up soon. So here we're going to see a little bit more about Talia and Bruce, and will things ever work out? Let's find out. I wasn't always here in the mountains. Once I had a wife. My great love. She was taken from me. Like you, I was forced to learn there are those without decency who must be fought without hesitation, without pity. This story centers on the eco-terrorist and head of the League of Assassins, Ra's al Ghul, who's aiding Batman in his quest to solve the murder of one of Gotham City's most prominent scientists. Ra's al Ghul and Batman turn out to be searching for the same man, the terrorist known as Quain. Quain is a rogue assassin who has murdered Ra's al Ghul's wife, mother to his favorite daughter and heir apparent, Talia. Batman has shared a stormy on-again, off-again romance with Talia for many years, despite his ideological conflict with her father. During the course of this storyline, Batman has time to properly romance and marry Talia, the service is performed by Raz. Talia soon becomes pregnant, and the prospect of a family has a profound effect on Batman's demeanour, making him more risk-averse and softening his typically grim outlook. Batman is nearly killed protecting the recently pregnant and still very dangerous Talia from an attack by the assassin's agents. Observing Batman's dangerous and overly protective behaviour, Talia resolves that she cannot allow him to continue to act in such a manner, as he will almost certainly be killed. So Talia claims to have miscarried and the baby is lost. Crushed by the news, Batman returns to his typically grim disposition. He joins forces with Raz to stop Quain from using a weather machine to ignite World War III. After this, he and Talia agree to have their marriage dissolved. Batman returns to Gotham, never knowing that in fact Talia is still carrying his child. The child is a boy, and he's born and left with an orphanage, and soon adopted by a Western couple. The only hint of his impressive heritage is a jewel-encrusted necklace, a gift that Bruce gave to Talia just before they attacked the villain's headquarters. And this is not the last we're going to see of Bruce and Talia's son. Count on that. I'm deeply impressed. As am I. Batman is often shown to be antisocial. However, this is not the case in this story. Batman really goes through a lot of emotions here, but he's also written quite differently to his normal self. Core beliefs were changed by the writer, Mike Barr. We saw this in year two when he brought in Bruce with a gun. 
Um, and Mike Barr clearly has different opinions to what Bruce is than I do, because I seem to differ with him on certain aspects of Bruce's character. And he did it again here. Now, Batman having a family seems to contradict his image as a lone Avenger. One of the ways that people identify Batman is through the loneliness that he he shows. Having a family seems to bring the thought into Bruce's head of leaving and raising to live happily ever after. Not very Batman-like, but an interesting new direction. I will say that. It's not something I completely dismissed. It was an interesting new direction for Bruce to, to go down. Now, the son of the demon is... Uh, who's the son here? Is it Batman, the son of Roz, which Roz did call him a son in this story? Or is it Damien, son of the Batman? Is Bruce the demon here? So who is the son? I thought that was quite an interesting question. And why do I say that? Because Batman killed the villain pretty ruthlessly, and he was happy about it. I know he was upset about losing his child, but it was pretty severe from Bruce. Um, the guys, uh, Roz asked Bruce, perhaps the guy's at peace, and Bruce says, I hope not. He wanted to cause this guy a lot of pain, and that is not what I'm used to seeing from Bruce. So in some ways, this book takes the Batman character in new directions. The book goes in an interesting turn. In other ways, it doesn't quite reflect what we think of uh, Batman. This definitely isn't the flashy, light-hearted Batman of the 1960s, but it's neither a grim and gritty character either. He's a driven and dedicated crime fighter, but we get to see a human side. Batman's as much a detective here as a vigilante. And for every scene of hand-to-hand combat, there's a competitive aside or talking head scene with Ra's al Ghul where Bruce shows off his cerebral side. We get to see a bit more of the character. So an interesting balance there. The subplot of Batman's relationship with Talia gradually chips away at Batman's tough exterior to the extent that he changes it changes him as he starts to protect Talia while she's pregnant over achieving his goals. He has a new priority hit now to protect Talia over achieving success in his mission. And Talia never, I think, seems to have much development as a character. I was hoping for a little more here because I thought she would get a few more opportunities than just being an action girl who follows Bruce everywhere. Um, but unfortunately, she virtually has no personality still, which is a shame. I thought this was a chance to do more with her. Although I liked her decision to lie to Bruce about the sun because she felt it was changing him, that was one positive, but she just seems to follow Batman around everywhere, and there's not a lot more to it than that, and that's a shame. I wish she had a bit more, a few more dimensions to her character. Now, The Son of the Dean is much more of a Batman tale than one about Ra's al Ghul, but their relationship is very well defined in these pages. They, they have the same motives, but they have different ways of achieving those goals. However, in this book, Ra's was a little dull because he wasn't the villain here. He was an ally. And when he's not menacing, I don't know, it didn't quite work for me as well. I always like that there's an international flavour with uh, the Ra's al Ghul stories, and this one is no exception. It's nice to get a break from Gotham now and again and have a bit more of a freedom fighter story spread across the world. And I, I quite enjoyed that aspect. I always do with those stories. And the story doesn't pull its punches when it comes to violence either, with lots of scenes of death and torture giving the pretty unsettling quality throughout the book. But it's never over the top or too much, but it's quite skillfully done. It was interesting to see a happy Ra's al Ghul family, different dynamics to what we've seen in the past, where it's usually the daughter or the father betraying each other. But here, they're both um, they're working together, and, and Bruce is included in that. 
And when it's announced that uh, Talia's pregnant, Bruce plans on naming the child Thomas or Martha, which I thought was quite interesting, saying that it's going to turn out to be the happiest child in the world when it grows up. Let's just wait and see how that turns out. And Bruce himself was very happy with Talia, unusual for him. And of course, we all knew it wasn't going to last forever or even long. But Talia and Bruce is one of those things where it just won't ever work out. But it's nice to see sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Never going to be a long-term thing. Uh, Jerry Bingham's line work, I think, brings a good realism to the book. Um, and the restrained colour ensures it feels a lot more realistic than most Batman traditional Batman stories. But the colouring does become a little bit washed out in certain parts, and it's not very vivid. And I hoped for a little bit more from this story, but it's okay. But there was some a really boring part in the middle of the book, and the only parts that really engaged with me were when Bruce was dealing with the child, this potential child that was coming along. And those were the bits that interested me. The, the story about the villain, whose name I'm not even sure about, Quayan or whatever it was, not sure. Um, the rest was a little ordinary, but Bruce and the child... Is, was a really interesting part for him to deal with, something new, something fresh, and it's going to come back and uh, affect him later on. So, funnily enough, this book does have a major plot point and development in the story for the character, but the real story of this book wasn't that good. It was the, the subplot about the child that was most interesting. So I'll be giving the book two and a half out of five Batarangs. I have to go after him, Talia. Will you help me? You are so like him, making me choose between the two of you. Oh, beloved, why has he forsaken me? Does he think I've betrayed him? I can't pretend to know what Raish thinks, Talia. The only thing he and I have ever agreed upon is our feelings towards you. And next time on Bat Books for Beginners, a familiar face is returning. Actually, make that two as we get a crossover between Batman, Green Arrow, The Poison, Tomorrow. The enemy here is Poison Ivy, whose latest scheme and a chance encounter have left Green Arrow's girlfriend, Black Canary, on the brink of chemical-induced death. So, look forward to that book next time. I've been Nick, and now I'll send you back to Dustin and the guys. See ya. What will you do now? Take them back to the authorities. Your father has much to answer for. I am truly sorry, beloved, but he is my father. Please, dismount. Another time, detective. Another time.